0: Hello, everybody. This is Tony Ruggiero here. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening to The Tour Coach. We're rolling through another crazy summer right now, another crazy season. There's lots of golf, lots of guys playing, lots of camps, lots of retreats, lots of travel. You know what that means? It means lots of great content coming to you. So thank you whether you're a golf instructor like so many folks that reach out and listen to this podcast or you're an aspiring golfer, somebody just loves learning about the game, loves learning about how to get better. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the tour coach because we've got lots of great content coming for you. Okay. And if you like the tour coach, you're going to love pro work on YouTube. I want to remind all of you, if you haven't seen it, go to Bushnell golf on YouTube or go to at the do sweeper on my YouTube channel and listen to watch inside the ropes behind the scenes with myself, Colby Touye, Mark Hackett and a host of others and you'll see what it's like to be a player of all different abilities and watch how our team approach goes behind the scenes inside the ropes to find out exactly what the magic that your golf swing needs to pick up 10, 15, 20 yards or lower your handicap or get all the way out onto the PGA Tour. It's all there for you on Pro Work, just like it is here on the Tour Coach. So thanks for listening. We've got some great content coming. We've got some great discussions, some great roundtables, and some great guests coming your way this summer and this season here on the Tour Coach. And I couldn't do this Tour Coach without the following sponsors. They've been loyal to me. I'm loyal to them. I think it's one of the missing things in instruction and in our world, people that stick together. And I think that's why we've all had so much success I've got to thank the folks at Bushnell Golf for their support and their sponsorship of this show, my teaching, as well as the Pro Work Series, Vineyard Vines and the folks there, unbelievable. They keep all the dew sweepers looking good, myself as good as you can, and all of the folks at our retreats, and especially Shrixon and Cleveland Golf, Chip Holcomb, Eddie Dry, and all of the folks there. I mean, we couldn't do without it. It's over 20 years I've been with Shrixon Cleveland Golf. I'm not going anywhere without that mason Prang and the folks over there in california take such good care of us they've got the best product that you can find anywhere so the special thanks to strict cleveland golf and then finally my good friend mitch mcconnell and the folks at mcconnell automotive buick gmc here in mobile and buick gmc for sponsoring the radio and everything that we've been going on for all of these years so we've got great sponsors we've got great partners and we're going to give you great content that's going to help all of you play better, enjoy the game better, or understand how to teach it and communicate it better. Sit back, get yourself a beverage, and enjoy the tour coach. And then when you get a chance, go check out Pro Work on my YouTube. You'll be glad you did one of my boys it's been a while since we've had him on i think the last time we had him on we might have been sitting outside of bubba garcia's or something I, know. I, know. I think it was i think I was it was
1: like dang i must have said something bad on that podcast i haven't been asked
0: back no no not so that's the <laughs> that's the night i think i literally had this will shock you too much to drink and i called you the general <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so sitting sitting in with me here Andy Ogletree who's having a heck of a year um out there playing on the Asian tour live wherever they'll let him play he's won three times in the last year Andy how the heck are you and thanks for sitting in buddy
1: oh we're doing great we're down here at the, the Georgia Tech golf facility getting ready for a fantasy football draft so
0: no way just, just hanging out I just had my draft last night. I had it, I had that little uh, health issue, so I, I had an auto draft, and the best part about it was it drafted better than I've ever drafted myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I auto drafted a league last year and won, and they they're still mad at me to this day. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, all right, so uh, let's talk about the last year. So you know, obviously, first live event did not play your best golf. Kind of was in a funk. Got back to work, turned things around three wins in the last three years or in the last year excuse me played some amazing golf also on the live the events you gotten in talk a little bit about just what the process has been let's talk about the things we've worked on uh first talk about your health and the importance of the body and all that stuff
1: yeah i mean obviously uh i never had any issues with my body in college and turning pro kind of uh <laughs> i wasn't one that loved it, being in the gym and um i was you know, mandatory workouts, 545 in the morning for four years at Georgia Tech. And just the gym just wasn't my, wasn't my happy place. Um, it was kind of a place that I had to go in college. And once I got out, I, I didn't stick to a good routine. And I think, uh, from that, I kind of, my body went into kind of a spiral. Um, I ended up having hip surgery after, you know, a few of my sponsor invites, I wasn't able to play all seven, um, played three of them hurt. And then, uh, ended up we ended up deciding that the surgery would be best option for me um i was fighting a lot of injuries and um was having a hard time walking and you know yeah as you know Tony. i mean it's hard enough to beat these top level guys when you're healthy much less uh when you're having body trouble so um after hip surgery just really dove into the body and tried to learn more about how my body works and how my body moves and worked with you and colby and um Greg and a few others, just learning the biomechanics, of the golf swing and kind of how everyone's built and how my hips work and how my arms connect to my body. And, you know, we, we really dove into a lot of different stuff and I think it, it really helps me a lot to just learn more about my golf swing, more about my body. And I feel like at my age, you know, there's not a lot of people that, that have that. So it's almost a blessing in disguise that I did have injury early because now the body is like such an important, factor going into my my prep and my schedule and uh, I've done a really good job of you know sticking to a process that I've made with Colby and uh, we've had a really good really good game plan with my golf swing long term of where we wanted to be um, once I got to moving well so uh, I think it's a testament to just sticking to the process and um, getting healthy I mean that was the biggest thing for me I always said if I could feel well all the time my golf game would take care of itself I just wasn't when I turned pro, I wasn't able to practice like I wanted to just because I kept battling different injuries. So uh, the past year has been great. I mean, <laughs> to be able to play pain free for a year and be able to practice the way I want to and um, be able to put in the time that I need to to play golf at a high level has been been really important. So uh, yeah,
0: I, I, That's I want to talk where about, we're at now. I want to talk about the blessing in disguise because actually Jackson Court. I mean, we all hang out. Obviously, Jackson, great young teacher. Jackson and I were talking the other day on the phone saying just talking about different players. And we talked yeah. about the fact that I think that what's happened over the last year and and he brought this up is that more than any young player, you really understand your golf swing. Like you, you don't really care about anybody else's or what anybody else needs to do, you know, yeah. the two or three things we're working on. And I think, you know, the Testament to it is like, you've stuck to those three things and you understand what you're doing with your body and you understand what you're doing in the golf swing and to me when you're like that when you have a you know when you have a shitty week it doesn't really phase you because you know what you're doing and where you're going
1: for sure I think that's the biggest thing is like really trusting I mean right after hip surgery I came back I had all this new mobility my body felt great I didn't know how it was going to hold up in tournaments and I realized that you know I had all this new range of motion and I'm trying to learn how to swing with it, and I wasn't stable in the right places. And I went and played the live event in London, and I was still kind of learning my new swing, learning my new body, learning how to take care of it. And I think it, it just takes time. I mean, anytime you come back from a major injury like that and surgery, and you know, being out six plus months, I think uh, yeah, there's sure. definitely a learning curve. And and uh, I mean, at the time, I wasn't really seeing it that way. I was just seeing it as I'm playing terrible. Let's fix this, but. Um, looking back, I mean, I think it's it's really been good to see the progression that I've made and see that, you know, all the body work that I've done and all the gym work is, is I can see it correlating into my golf game and I can see different shots and different tendencies um, kind of tighten up based on how my body's moving. So um, I've always been one that once I see that something's working, I'll stick with it, you know,
0: mm-hmm.
1: forever. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not one to tinker really with my swing. I, I like to to get in a place and then try to maintain as much as possible throughout the year. And then in the off season, we like to do, you know, we like to change a few things if we need to, but while I'm playing tournaments, I just don't see the point in changing anything really. I mean, I think if you show up to a tournament and you're looking for a swing thought or looking for, you know, something to do, it's, it's not going to be a good week for you unless you just get really lucky. Well, and,
0: and like, so let's, uh, this is a, a good example of that. Um, the couple weeks ago, two three weeks ago when you you won uh, over there in england on uh, monday yeah. thursday you didn't play great you shot one over if i'm not mistaken right one yep, over that's right and uh, i was actually out in california to teach this kid and y- you know you and michael we you t- texted some videos we talked and like it it got down to shoulder alignment feet alignment where the face was aimed right
1: yeah and, i i felt i felt pretty lost on the range right like I <laughs> yeah right i'm like T, I'm hitting it terrible. I know it's close. I know it's not something big. Mike keeps telling me it's my ball position. I know it's not my ball position because my ball's been up for a while now and yeah. I've been playing great golf. So I don't want to tinker with that. Um, if I change my ball position, it's going to change all my different shot shapes that I'm trying to hit. Like it can't be that. So, and uh, we went back to, you know, a couple things that we worked on and with alignment and it kind of clicked. And, you know, the next, Three days, serious <laughs> win, I shot 17, unders.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 17 Yeah, 17-under I mean, normally works.
1: Yeah, most days. But, I mean, uh, it's just, you know, sometimes it's so close and we think it's so far away. And it's just you can't freak out and you can't get down on yourself because good golf is sometimes just right around the next door. You just got to keep opening it and, and move on.
0: And that, and that, to me, that's like a great lesson for people listening. Though a lot of teachers, a lot of you know, obviously golf nuts and nerds listen to this. And uh if you're driving around listening to us talk, you're probably a golf nerd. So or bored, <laughs> or, <laughs> both, both. So, but, but, like, you know, the the point that like, and it's really hard as a teacher sometimes, and I know it's hard as a player. But when like I'm watching a swing, and I'm like, you know, it's not that far off, right? I mean, and I think one of the hardest things as a teacher is to avoid like when it's not that far off, just pulling something crazy out of your butt to to say something to say something. But like, I mean, how many times have you sent me videos and it's not like perfect? I'm like, you know, Andy, it's pretty good, right? Like it's not (laughs) far off. And I think one of the one of the reasons you're having the success, though, is you're willing to hear that now and go, okay, I'm just going to go keep grinding on it. I'll be okay.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go find a shot that I know I can get in play and beat people from there. I mean, I don't think that, you know, if, if your draw is not working that day or you're not feeling comfortable with the fades, I don't think there's anything wrong with just picking a shot that you think is comfortable and playing with it the, for the day and getting through it. Once you get to the range after the round, you can kind of figure it out. But I see a lot of people just kind of go into a spiral of, oh, they pull an iron shot on one hole and you can, I mean, you can see it coming from a mile away, but the next one they're going to block cut because they overdid it and then the next one they might hit good and now they're in between three swing thoughts and then four holes later they hit another pool and now they're just in a downward spiral so i think it's just such a crazy game and and you're going to hit bad golf shots and you're going to get in bad tendencies but as as long as you can just keep getting it in play and find it and hit it again and worry about it after the round i think the better off you'll be
0: so yeah i couldn't agree more so let's circle back to the body first and then we're going to jump back to course management and stuff like that but the body one of the things I've always said and I remember you know I think one of the first times if not the first time I really introduced you to Colby was I think at Muirfield that time you played yeah it the was Memorial. yes right yep I was, having, I was having some hip pain there and Colby fixed me up right and and I remember you know we, we talked a bunch back then and the thing I've always liked about him is, is you know his ability to like just say hey what are you trying to do in the golf swing? Okay. I'm just going to make sure your body's able to do that. Right. And and I think that that's what's, what's worked really well with the little thing we got going and your three wins and all that is your fitness program. And the stuff he has is making your body just to me, every time I see you, it's like you're more physically able to do what we want you to do. Every time I see you, like it's better every time you're always moving forward with that.
1: For sure. And you see so many guys, I mean, they don't really understand what they're trying to do with their swing. They're trying to swing like Adam Scott or Tiger 2000 and their body just isn't capable of doing that. And all of a sudden they get into an injury or, or get into a bad dispersion with their driver just because they're trying to, to do something that their body's not able to do. And everyone's body works so differently and everyone has such different ranges of motion and different length of arms and different amounts of hip turn. I mean, there's a million things you could dive into from that, but Everyone's so different, and I think uh, the best coaches that I've seen and the best coach, the best players, all have such unique off swings, and they just kind of own their moves. So, that's something that I've definitely tried to do, and and definitely will keep doing the rest of my career is not trying to swing like anyone else and know what worked well for me and not really care what it looks like on TV as long as the ball's going in the hole
0: right cuz that's all they pay you for is what you shoot they don't pay you for you know how it looks and <laughs> um, no you
1: don't <laughs> they don't pay you for instagram likes
0: <laughs> no, no no um but you know like i go back i remember i told you i was go scrolling through an old computer and i found i mean i found one of those i found a video from when you stopped and saw me on the way like on the way, you know, sometime over, like, a winter break early at Tech, right? Because – and I I tell folks all the time, like, too, like, through most of your career at Tech when we worked, like, we'd see each other four times a year. It's not like you and I work once a month or anything.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, it was – we sent a lot of videos and kept Mm -hmm. in touch, but for the most part, it was kind of on my own in college, and we work a lot more now since I've turned pro. But, yeah, I mean, it was – we would – Meet, we would have long term plan. I would work on it for a few months, and then um, see progress. You know, three four months later, and then we'd do the same thing and make more goals and and do some drills that we were going to work on for the next couple months, and then we'd see each other again. It wasn't like I needed a lesson every
0: two weeks or something. You know, it's right. I don't think anyone needs that. But I think that's why you. That's I. I think that's why you're such a good player. You know, and and to be and not like. In, and I mean this in a great like you're old school in the fact that like you, what you said earlier like you're okay if you go out there tomorrow and it's drawing a little like you'll just play a draw for the day and shoot 67 yeah. you don't care you know what I mean no you know and they been plenty of times you've texted me or called me when you got done and I'll hey man good play and how was it uh had a hard time hitting a fade so I hit draws all day why do you think it's drawn like I mean it wasn't like a panic on the range
1: exactly yeah no 100 percent and I think I mean I was at uh, sage Valley when I was a junior player mm-hmm. playing in that junior invitational and tiger came and spoke to us. And uh, one of the kids asked, he was like, you know, do, does your feels change day to day? He was like, every time I get to the course, this kid was like saying that every time he got to the course, he felt like his body felt different from the day before or the club cool. felt a little different or he would felt more comfortable hitting draws one day versus phase. And tiger was like hundred percent. He's like, I'm human. You know, everyone has days that, you know, the club just feels a little different or the ball is turning over a little more than it normally does. But Tiger said all he does on the range every warm up is to try to figure out his patterns and figure out where his miss is and, and go play. And I think, uh, you know, that's obviously the old school from his dad. And um, Tiger said uh, his, he would have t- his best rounds were from terrible warm ups because before he would tee off, his dad would say, you know, what did you accomplish during that warm-up session, and he said, "Well, I got loose," and he's like, "That's all that matters." <laughs> right. So, and he he figured out his pattern. He would get loose and go play. I mean, you got to put a pencil to paper and, and try to get the ball in the hole as soon as possible. And that's you know that's the art of golf. You're not going to swing it great every day. And you're not going to hit it great every day. You just got to get in the hole.
0: You know, and that's like you know Greg Carton always talks about that. Like with the with the kids at our retreat, like how many times. Do you you know like a bad warm up doesn't mean you're going to play bad because how many times do you hit it great on the range and you go out there and you don't play good <laughs> you and you know growing yeah, growing up man. right and it's the and the you same deal with the with bad. in
1: between yardages and wins you don't like and bad lies I mean stuff happens on the golf course it doesn't matter how good you're swinging it you, you know you can hit bad shots and get in bad spots you just have to figure it out and move on
0: and and again like just you know I. I kind of started down this road and i was going through my old computer i told you this i found these old videos and your golf swing like the biggest difference when i look at those videos then and now is your body how much bigger and stronger you are because you were you know, OG, i'm
1: fat now it's okay
0: i was not saying <laughs> fat i was saying strong <laughs> uh, no
1: i'm definitely a lot stronger i mean i don't look like the same person when i got to college i was 145 pounds soaking wet and now you know i'm close to 200 and so much has changed over the last couple of years and with my, my strength and the way i my move, you know,
0: there's, it's just completely different. Absolutely. And now one of the things that I've always thought is your strength is, is your ability to play the golf course and your understanding of how to dissect a golf course. I've always thought you were way beyond your years with that. Where first, where did you develop that skill or did that just, just something that happened?
1: Yeah. I don't know. See, that's, it's interesting to me because I was talking about this. I was on the, I was talking to the flushing at golf. I was on his podcast a couple of weeks ago after, uh, after Newcastle and we were talking about it. And I was like, all the time I play with these guys that, you know, are great players and have great golf swings and they can hit all the shots, but they just don't. I mean, they, they line up on a par three with the wind off the right and pin on the right. And they hit a huge sweeping draw with the wind. And carry the green long left and they can't figure out why and I'm just like I just watch guys do the dumbest stuff out there and I mean I'm not saying that it, the way I play golf is way better than anyone else I, I don't know yeah. that that's necessarily true but I just I don't understand why why people do the stuff they do I think that you can control a lot just by you know the, the prep work that you do and, and understanding where the misses are on golf courses and understanding where to leave it on par fives and understanding which pins you can attack and you know which pins you can your different tendencies obviously everyone's different but i mean i think you need to be able to work it both ways to play at a high level and i mean i see guys all the time just hit shots that d- don't fit the hole or or don't fit the wind shape at the time and and they can't control their trajectories and spins and th- it'll be a front pin and with a backstop behind it and they rip a 60 from 110 yards and rip it off the front and they can't figure out why it's, you know stuff like that it's yeah. just I feel like that's the, the controllables in golf that you can at least make the right decisions. And uh, I think that's just the difference in, in levels of, of golf. If you want to play golf at the highest level, I think you just have to have to pay more attention and, and, and know where the wins at and know where the misses and, and know where the uphill putt is and know where the easy chips are. And I think that's all from prep work you do, you know, the days leading up to the tournaments and, and I've always been big on that. I don't. I don't really know where that came from. I think it just came from as a junior. I never was on the driving range. The guy that taught me how to play, who you know, Jimmy Gambling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he wouldn't wouldn't let me hit at at the course I grew up at Northwood Country Club. They had these little green bags of balls, and they probably had fifteen to twenty balls in them. And he would never give me more than one unless I went and played, <laughs> and then he'd give me another one when I came back. But uh, he would never let me hit a lot of balls. I mean, it, it was just a warm up, and then. All right, go figure out how to shoot under par, go figure out how to if you shoot sixty eight, all right, tomorrow you gotta shoot sixty six and it was never enough. It was you know, if I won a tournament by three, why did not you win by five? Yeah. <laughs> it was he right. was always it was always super tough on me, but it made me learn where I lost shots and I would learn how to, you know, find ways around golf courses and, and figure out how to make the most thirties and, and that's just kind of something that stuck with me through my career and uh, I think it's you know, it's it's helped me a lot just just learning how to I've obviously gotten better at it as a pro but learning how to how to play golf and how to control your spins and how to control your trajectories and what to do in the wind and you know I grew up in Mississippi I grew up with if it was blowing 4 miles an hour there was you know
0: it was a hurricane out <laughs> right, here right <laughs> right trust me I've stood on that range with you at Northwood in August, yeah. <laughs> it, there is it, there is no wind moving. You didn't play much. No, wind. <laughs> no, good lord, that's so, that's yeah, one I of mean, the hottest ranges I'm, in America.
1: Yeah, and I've had tons of success now, and you know, very windy conditions and um, link style golf, and you know, just opposite of what I grew up in. And I think that's just because I'm somewhat of a quick learner when it comes to that kind of stuff. And I I hate leaving shots on the golf course. And I every day that I play, I, I try to figure out you know, what I can get better at and which shots that I didn't execute the way I wanted to. And was I trying to play the right shot or was it just an execution issue or, you know, stuff like that. And I don't know, I guess I'm just a deep thinker when it comes to golf and just, I just want to be, want to be great and figure out, you know, little pieces along the way that that can help me get there.
0: You know, the other thing I think you're, you're great at, um, and, I, and I've walked plenty of them with you, as practice rounds. And I remember one time yeah. we were talking about another young pro, just uh, uh, somebody, I mean, I don't teach or anything, and we were talking about him, and you are like, man, like, guy hits it plenty good, but, like, I mean, practice rounds worthless, right? <laughs> like, they're yeah. just out there, you know. Talk about w- what are your thoughts when you go play a practice round? What are you trying to accomplish when you prep or you play a practice round?
1: Well, first of all, I think, people get in trouble when they play with their buddies and you know Mm -hmm. you can go to dinner with your buddy you can go work out with your buddy before the round you can hang out all the time but that's not going to make you any more birdies no (laughs) and uh so i try to i try to either show up to the tee when no one else is going to play either super early or afternoon and then if i don't show up to the tee when you know someone else want someone that i don't if i if i don't know them, i'm fine with it i'll play with whoever but preferably I just say I just say go ahead <laughs> you know like I'll just wait until I can play by myself because I like to I like to do all my prep by myself and really get into focus and talk to Mike my caddy about you know our preparation for the week and we set out four pin locations on every green we put to all of them trying to get the speeds um hit a couple chips and we try to figure out for each pin location you know where a good miss is and uh i mean i even do i know exactly where the wind's going to be every day so when we're talking about tee shots and picking lines we talk through okay thursday the wind's going to be here friday's the wind's going to be here you know saturday it's going to be downwind so we're probably not going to hit driver on saturday we're going to pro- this is probably going to be a 3 wood hole so on that specific hole i might hit a driver and a 3 wood just so that i know where the 3 wood's going to end up in the tournament and um You know, I just I do a lot of stuff like that that I feel like people don't just they just don't think about it. They just kind of get in the habit of playing with their buddies on Tuesday and then playing the pro am on Wednesday and then they get to Thursday and they're like, oh, there's a bunker here. I didn't even see that thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, I just I try to be as aware as possible because I don't like to play practice rounds. It's not something I enjoy. But um, when I'm out there, I like to get as much soak as much in as I can. And um, I've actually got in the habit of. If I'm there on Monday, I like to walk the course with no clubs. I feel like uh, I'm a little more aware when I'm not playing of what's out there. And just kind of, you know, trying to dissect every place and then move on to the next week and do it again. So, uh, yeah, I feel like my, my prep work is definitely one of my strengths.
0: No question about it, and I and I and I got to give Mike some kudos. I mean, you know, obviously a really good player. You know, played at Tech and all that. I mean, sure. he, he yeah. is. You know, you guys really click, and the the, the several times I've been out with the, the couple of y'all, it's been really good and watching his preparation and how he knows exactly what you what you want and where you're trying to hit it and then also he's not afraid to say hey like no I I think that's not the right club on this hole which I think is important
1: absolutely I would never want a yes man as a caddy um you know Mike challenges me and Mike we he brings an extra wedge to every tournament we have chipping contests every week because he's so good (laughs) at short game I like to I like to pick his brain and and learn how he reads lies and learn kind of what shot he would hit. And uh, we, we talk through everything. I mean, we talk, we talk through landing spots on every hole, where the wind's at, what, what yardage we're trying to play it. If we were back in Atlanta, um, all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's great to have a player on the bag because he really understands kind of how I play. And he's played with me so much through college and amateur golf that he he knows my tendencies and knows, you know, what holes I like and what holes I'm not, which holes I'm going to play aggressively and, and all of that. So um, having Mike out there has been a huge help and, you know, he's, he's learning a lot. I'm learning a lot and we're kind of just getting better together.
0: You know, another thing that I think that, you know, I, I like to observe just as time goes on and and every, like when I've come up there and gone out to the tech facility with you, where you are now, you, or I see you on the putting green at a live event or wherever you, you do a lot of the same things all the time. And I think that's one trait of people that are really successful and that are great players is they find what works for them and they, and they just stick to it all the time. Like you don't ever see to me, a great player. Like you see them on the green doing a putting drill one week. And then two weeks later, they're doing something completely different. You see them do the same sure. things all the time. What are your go-to? Like when you're home, what are you practicing? What's your routine? Like when you're home you know, what are you doing to get ready for what, you know, in a couple of weeks you're going to Chicago?
1: Yeah, right now, I mean, I was at the, I'm at the Georgia Tech facility right now. I've been here all day with the guys, and um, I love to, to play different games against guys, and I love competition. Anything with a winner and loser, I'm in, but uh, I've just been hanging out with the Tech guys doing chipping contests, and I've learned a lot about chipping the last year or so, and I've right. gotten so much better at it, and uh, trying to, trying to help out a couple of the guys with some different stuff that I've learned and especially reading lies and, and how to play into the green shots. And I was always kind of ball striking tendencies um, with short game. I wasn't good at getting the shaft, you know, perpendicular and I would always kind of lean into it. And I was a little choppy, which made me very one dimensional around the greens. And if I had plenty of green to work with, I was a great chipper, but if I was short sided, I, I didn't really understand how to get the right spin on it and, and how to get the right trajectories and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, for the past four or five hours today, we've been chipping, uh, <laughs> me, and, me and all the Georgia Tech guys. So uh, it's been super fun. But, I mean, I just have a few drills that I do. Um, my putting super simple. I'm, I draw a Sharpie line, find a straight putt, draw a Sharpie line at the center of the hole, and then I make a 6T gate to make sure my stroke is the same every day. Um other than that i mean i do i do a lot of lag putting but it's it's not like a drill that i do it's just picking a hole and putting to it and never three putting so um my putting's pretty simple i mean it's the yeah. same thing every single day i do the same thing before the round same thing after the round it's never i'm never on the putting green for you know more than an hour a day i would say it's just i like to i like to keep it in check and uh thankfully i've always been pretty good at putting i don't i, I don't feel like i have to put all my time into that um I just try to try to maintain it and keep my stroke where it is, and then with chipping, I try to just put myself in a million different scenarios because every chip's so different, and every lie is different, every grass that you go to is different. So, uh, just throw balls all all around the greens and try to hit different shots and learn what works for me and what doesn't, and uh, what I can trust under pressure and what I can't. And that's kind of the shots that I've started hitting all the time now.
0: So it's been cool. That's what I like about like the chipping contest with you and Mike, or I know when I was up at the golf club of Georgia that one day, I just scattered balls. I used to do that with Lucas all the time. I just think, I think that's so much better than like when you watch other people. And I know lots of people do this, but like I see folks that just like they're hitting the same chip over and over, or they're so worried about mechanics. Like you can figure so much out about short game by just randomly scattering stuff, trying to figure out how the hell to get it up and down.
1: (laughs) I saw a kid today. One of the Georgia Tech players. He brought his shag bag out and he was on like a 15 yard straight forward into the green chip and he hit the whole shag bag. I'm like, (laughs) I walked over. I was like, pick those up. We're about to play 21. We're going to hit a different shot on every shot. You're not doing that again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing what people do to practice and they think they're getting better, but unless you have that 15 yard shot with the same grass and the same greens you're not even going to have that shot ever again in your life so it's like
0: why are you practicing it 50 times (laughs) right you know I always say like I mean how many times in a round of golf do you hit the same shot over like unless you hit it OB I mean you don't you don't do it on
1: a par three with the same number right which is super rare I mean you're never going to have the same shot with the same lie because par three
0: is the only time you're going to have off the tee in a perfect lie so all right. So last question before I turn you back over to your, before I turn you back over to uh, fantasy football draft. So what's, <laughs> Big day. oh, it's a huge day. Huge day. Probably won't have any beers <laughs> doing that either. But um, no. No. Uh-uh. What, so what is the biggest difference you've learned from college golf? Obviously, U.S. amateur champion played at the highest level at Tech. What's the biggest difference between that level and where you are now what 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 have you learned the most about that's that separates those levels?
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know college golf is just hilarious now because it's just so pampered,
0: you know it's like mm-hmm.
1: these guys are flying private to all the events and they're staying in super nice hotels and everything's taken care of, and they have trainers here to work on them if they have any body issues i mean you you turn pro and it's you. And I think it just takes a lot of learning of what works for you because for four years, you're told what you're going to do. You're told where you're going to be at what time and you're going to work out at this time. You're going to get a class at this time. You're going to practice at this time. And then we're leaving for the tournament on this day. We have this qualifier. So your prep work is kind of laid out for you because you have to qualify for the tournaments and um, you have to get ready for the qualifier and then you have to get ready for the tournament, which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. You know, it made us play the weekends before that we, went to tournaments and it gave us that competition. And we had to be sharp all the time for qualifying because our coach never picked. So, uh, I, I played four years of college golf. I mean, we played what 13, 14 tournaments a year, but we really played more like 26 to 28 tournaments a year because we were, we were battling it out at home to get to go on the road. So, um, I think, uh, the biggest thing I've seen is when you turn pro is, is learning, what works for you? I mean, you're, you're on CEO. You have to put your team together. Um, you have, you know, there's a lot of people that go into a pro golfer's life. It's it's turned into a ten-person team now with yeah. the way things are going. It's you have a manager, you have a trainer, you have a swing coach, you have a short game coach, you have a mental coach. Um, I think people don't really realize how much goes into one person's um, success and figuring out a caddy that works for you. I mean, that was a Huge big thing for me um, Mike's, you know, helped me a ton and I didn't really have a, a stable caddy up to, up until then. So every week was so different. I was taking locals in Asia and, you know, one week they speak English, one week they don't, and <laughs> one week they know how to read a green and one week they don't know how to hold the bag. So it's like, you know, there's, there's so much to figure out. And, um, I think, uh, the ones that have done it best have just put together, uh, the best team around them and, um they've really stuck to a process and, and made things as simple as it as it can possibly be
0: Andy awesome stuff thanks I, I promise it won't be a couple years before I have you on again but the next one though we're <laughs> next one we will do over wine once I'm released back to drinking wine I promise you <laughs> uh but uh we'll do it again soon appreciate uh appreciate you sitting in and man heck of a job man you've done, you've done awesome and go uh real quick who's gonna be your first draft choice
1: I don't know. I'm drafting seven, so I'm hoping I'm hoping Jefferson stays around for me. But if not, uh, we're looking like Jamar, Jamar Chase might be my option.
0: That's who I got. Jefferson was my first pick in my auto he's draft.
1: I think he's going
0: off this year. Yeah.
1: I don't think I'll be able – I might get a quarterback because we're super flexed. So, I don't know. We'll
0: see. Okay. All right. Well, keep me posted. Andy, <laughs> appreciate you, buddy. Talk to you soon. You got it. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the tour coach and this conversation that we brought to you about playing, learning, and teaching the game of golf. We'll be back next week with another edition of the tour coach in between now and next week. Make sure you follow us on our social channels. You can always find me at The Dew Sweeper on Instagram or go to our YouTube page where you'll see a scene and a video from my teachings daily on our YouTube channel. You can find that by looking up Tony Ruggiero and The Dew Sweepers on YouTube. Until then, make sure you follow and check out Everything Tour Coach and all our sponsors, Shrickshon Cleveland Golf, Bushnell, Vineyard Vines, and Buick GMC. I'll be back next week to help all of us appreciate, learn, and enjoy the game of golf.